Good afternoon, Roadie Nation. We are back once again after a brief hiatus. I was traveling, went to go watch a little golf, enjoy some nice sun rays down in Miami last week. But we are back, back with a fantastic guest, a new member to the URI Athletics Sphere. Technically, put an asterisk on that because we'll probably get to that later. The newest member of the URI Women's Basketball Program, a graduate transfer from Manhattan College. I'm joined in the studio by Dee Davis. Dee how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Oh, of course. You when like I was literally just talking to you a moment ago. You're one of the one of the students who I was most interested in talking to as the basketball season really comes um, approaches quickly. Yeah. I mean, because the women's basketball team, like we saw on Media Day, you guys are projected first overall in the yeah. conference poll. So much is expected of you guys as a unit. So it, obviously I wanted to get a little bit of just that the preseason feelings and so ahead of games starting next week. So, I mean, just kind of just for starters, I mean, like what's – What's it been like for you since coming to Kingston? I know you've got a little bit of a history here in, in Rhode Island. So, I mean, just what's it been like these first couple of months? It's been a lot, to say the least. Um, and what I mean by that is it's a completely different world. You know, I'm not a player coming in who's been to multiple schools. I'm not a player who's ever transferred before. I have literally spent five seasons, my last five years, um, at one school. I put my, my all into that school. I came into that school with absolutely zero offers from anywhere else. And so um, that was really motivation for me. And I sort of said, that I'm going to take this to heart for as long as I can. I'm not going anywhere. You know, this is the school that took a chance on me um, when things came down to it, when I got recruited. Um, and they were essentially the only school that, that wanted me at the time. And so I said, however long I'm able to play college basketball, I will do it for that program. And so once I fulfilled my commitment, um, getting my degree essentially uh, there at Manhattan College, uh, my head coach and I, we spoke and, and you know, she said, I, I would love if, if you went on and you have my blessing essentially to explore your options. And so I was able to do that and I was able to, to come here to URI and it's just been such, such a different world because again, I've only been used to Manhattan College, everything Manhattan College, all things Manhattan College. And so now I'm bleeding blue and, and I'm rocking and rolling with it and I'm, I'm loving every minute of it. So it's been great. And I mean, you boast an incredibly impressive uh, just career coming from Manhattan College. I mean, looking at your profile, you were uh, all Mac first team for two for two years, all Met second team. You were part of the all Mac rookie team your freshman year there. I mean, just like having gone to like a program like that, obviously the Mac is when you look at mid major programs, mid major conferences, the Mac is usually like toward the middle to lower end of that mid major spectrum. But so then kind of going to a school like that, becoming a part of a program like that. What what's that sort of like in comparison? Just like obviously you've only been here for a little bit, but there are have to be some major differences in terms of how the programs are run. Absolutely, you hit it right on the head. Absolute major differences. Um, I noticed that since day one. I mean, for for starters, everything seems to be bigger and brighter here, um, and I, that's not essentially why I came here. That was not the end all be all for me. Uh, but it's really a new world in terms of just how strategic everyone is here, how everyone moves. Um, like I said, campus is much bigger. There are so much more people around. Um, and I, I think that here, essentially, this is no disrespect to my old school, but the coaching staff, uh, they, they seem to be really, really about their business in, in ways that I can't even begin to describe. Um, I'm, I'm really glad to be a part of this group, and, and I'm so grateful that you know Coach Reese chose me um, to come here. Uh, but they're, they're, you're right, there are some innate differences between here and Manhattan College. And so in terms of choosing you to come here, it's funny that you sort of bring that up. I mean, let's turn the clock back a little bit. You're a high school basketball player, a successful one at that, at um, Truman, I believe it's Truman High School out in the Bronx. Um, and really starting to just sort of assert yourself on the scene. And then you or I comes calling. Years before any of this ends <laughs> yeah. up happening, you or I yeah. comes calling. And I'm you told this story on Media Day, so I'll let you I'll give you the chance to talk about it now. But I mean just like sort of walk me through just sort of right place, wrong time situation. Exactly. Um so yeah, I let's go back to, to seventeen year old Didi. Uh, I'm in high school at Truman High School like you said. I am racking up an immense amount of offers. I mean, I'm getting offered from all kinds of places, and it's it's a great feeling. You know, any any college, I'm sorry, any high school athlete knows what that's like to open the mail, and you've got a bunch of letters of interest from all kinds of schools across the country. 
Um, and then I tore my ACL, which was very, very devastating. And I can't no school stayed in contact with me um in the school that i liked the most was uri that was the school that really wowed me um and i actually attended an elite camp here i believe that summer or the summer before my junior year and i remember calling family i remember calling friends i remember i'm sure i probably posted about it on social media i was all for uri all things uri and i was just really excited to just have been shown interest by such a great school because it fit all of my criteria. The amount of people on campus, uh, what they offered academically, it just all seemed to, to float my boat. Um, and then the distance as well was good for me. Um, and uh, they actually stopped reaching out and I really uh, reached out to them and I was very thorough and I said, listen, you guys haven't been calling me, what's going on? I love your school, that's established, I know that, you guys know that, I thought you guys loved me, let's do this, I wanna sign before you can uh, recant or take anything back, and I guess it was too late, they let me know that they actually got a, a grad transfer, uh, um, a transfer guard from, I can't remember the school, but that, that really broke me mentally, and I was super sad about that, um, and uh, I really had no offers at that point, but my high school coach, John Burke, who was the, uh, the women's basketball, uh, coach at Truman High School at the time. He's like a father figure to me till this day. Um, he practically begged Manhattan College to, to take me. He said, listen, I know a coach there. If it's the last thing that I do, I'm going to get you to play um, at the Division One level. I don't know where it's at, but I'm going to take a shot on you. Hopefully someone else does as well. Um, and so he reached out to Manhattan College. He said, please take this girl. She's great. She's a good kid. She does well in school. She she works hard. You know, it's she's unfortunately probably deemed injury prone right now but she's a good kid at the end of the day and she will she'll turn your program into something special if you give her the time space and opportunity and and they did just that and so stop hearing from from literally every school who, who contacted me and Manhattan said sure they offered me a scholarship I took it and now I'm here today with you <laughs> it, it must have been truly demoralizing to lose a lot of those offers I mean you see like through a number of the interviews that I've done, you talk to a lot of kids that went through COVID during that senior year when COVID hit, they're in the middle of recruiting, then all recruiting stopped. You talk about sort of that, but you don't really hear that many people like getting that severe of an injury right at the cusp of hitting the collegiate collegiate level. I yeah. mean, on just a mental note, how were you able to bounce back from that? Like both in the midst of your recovery and then kind of when it all was said and done and the dust settled with Manhattan. Lots of support. I think it was lots of, of support from my peers and, you know, my coach, John Burke, like I mentioned, the um, the head coach at, at uh, Truman, my high school at the time. Um, he was with me for every doctor's appointment, every visit. I had some very best friends who I'm, who I'm still friends with until this day um, who really just kept my head up and they just kept me in high, high spirits, positive spirits. Um, but it was really, really hard um, at the time because I felt like, man, no one wants me, really. Like, you know, I felt like I was a decent player. Uh, again, I worked hard. I got good grades. I'm not a headache to anybody. I still hope people think that. Um, but, yeah, to just have people sort of back out and sort of turn their backs and say, oh, well, you know, it is what it is. It's a business, and I get that. I really do. Um, but to have no one calling me was definitely uh, pretty tough. But I had a lot of good people in my corner that I still have until this very day. And so then you talked about how when you decided to go to Manhattan, you were like, all right, this is where I'm going to say. They were the ones who put their put their neck on the line and gave me a chance. But when you arrived your freshman year, did you arrive in Manhattan with a bit of a chip on your shoulder? Like, okay, now because all of these offers all, all of these offers were rescinded, I've got a bit of a point to prove as like I'm not that injury pwn player that these schools assumed of me. I'm the player that they should have stuck with. Absolutely. And I, I 100% came in with that mindset, especially because uh, I didn't come in as the top recruit. You know, I didn't come in and have people, you know, I wasn't turning people's heads. I didn't have people, um, coaches talking about me. I came in with uh, a decent class um, that 2018 uh, summer or that 28, yeah, that 2018 summer. I came in with four other players, I believe, and, and they were all. Um, players who were decently recruited and, and again I was not that and so absolutely I came in with the mindset of uh, listen I have no stars next to my name I'm not highly wanted I'm not you know anything special I feel in, in anybody else's eyes so I, I sort of had to look at myself that way um, I sort of had to just wake up and, and put my head down and, and I wanted I wanted to be that that's really what 
my mindset was uh, coming into college. I want to be that player. I want to be the player that gets people to turn heads, not only for them, but for me. Um, and so I, I did. I, I worked very, very hard. And it's safe to say out of that group, again, we're all friends, everyone that I came in with, but I was the one who, who lasted. You know, we had some people who dropped out. We had some people who transferred, stayed, did my four years at Manhattan. I obviously redshirted, so I did five years there technically. And now I am, again, the only one still playing college basketball out of that group. And so I, mean, I take pride in that. Yeah, it's a testament to your resiliency. I mean, when you look at just sort of your excerpt talking about your freshman year, unanimous selection for the all for the MAC all-rookie team. And you'd only played 23 games because you had gotten hurt again. Just... That's a, that's another thing you don't really see that often is that you get two severe injuries back to back, and even in spite of the accolades you get during that season and just how well you played, coming from all right, losing the offers, getting hurt, fighting back, really playing well, but then you get hurt again. What's that mental? How big of your how big of a hit does your mental state take when that something like that happens to you? It, that's actually funny. Maya asked me that this morning. Um, she, we actually were talking about. I have no idea how we got on the topic, but she was sort of asked me, you know, how tough was that for you coming back from your second ACL uh, injury, and was it harder than the first? And I, that's so that's really funny that you asked me that right now. Um, but I would say it was tough, but not as tough as the first one. You know, so I think that I was in a much better place. I was much better equipped to deal with the injury uh, because one, I had done it before. You know, so I sort of knew what it was, what what I had ahead of me. I knew what I had going for myself. Was the next it a complete year. tear? It was a both? complete tear. Both Ooh. were, yeah, they were a complete tear. And so, uh, I feel like if you ask anyone who's ever torn the ACL, they will say you are not yourself that first year coming back, but the following year is usually your year to shine. And so, being that I tore my ACL my junior year in high school, I knew my senior year would be a process. But I thought, man, my freshman year in college, that's going to be the year that I'll shine. And it was, but unfortunately I tore it. I tore my other leg again, and so it was really, really tough. Um, but I knew what to expect, so I think that I'm, in a way I was grateful that I had went through it before because uh, I don't know if I would have been as equipped to, to go through that in a college space if I didn't go through it already in high school. And so then you're coming off of an exceptionally, just a very strong freshman year. You get hurt, and then you have to redshirt. You don't really see that happen that often where it's you've got freshmen coming in, play really, really well, and then redshirt the next year because you obviously want to capitalize on the momentum and so on. So then you're taking that year to rehab, to get back into the lab and really enhance yourself as a basketball player, and then you come in to your following year and really sort of explode. You get second team honors, you're averaging 12, 12 and a half points per game, and just really playing well. You're starting to grow into that guard you expect yourself to be just what was that year kind of like because now you're like all right this is a full year first full year in a while playing basketball and I'm now starting to show my stuff to all to everybody that watches all the coaches that passed on me all the coaches that believe in me just what was that feeling like after that first full year it was it was great I felt like I was sort of back because again if you if you are someone who's torn your ACL before it's at least for the majority of people that I ask, you know, myself included, you are not 100% back that first year, you know, that first year that you sort of get cleared and those months after that, I've never felt, both times I've done it, I have not felt like I was myself 100%. It's always the following year. And so, like you said, you know, tearing my ACL and then redshirting that, that redshirt year, that was the year for preparation. So I was very excited for that year. You know, I thought this is this is this is great. You know, it's probably the best thing that's happened to me. I'm so glad that I got the opportunity to redshirt because I knew that after I got cleared, I, I still wouldn't be playing my best basketball yet. And so I was able to do that. And the following year, um, the year that you're talking about, I felt good. It felt really, really good to be back. Um, and I knew that the best was yet to come. And so then as you're just sort of moving on your career, the injuries have subsided and now you're able to play consistent basketball and you're really starting to become a very consistent, high offense, like high potent offense scorer, first team All-Mac, your senior year, your fourth year, and then preseason Mac player of the year, and then making first team All-Mac again, your final year in Manhattan. Just as you're sort of maturing into this more senior player that's been around obviously like you you've known all the struggles like almost all the struggles a player could possibly go through you've been <laughs> able to understand them so just as one of those veteran players in the locker room were coaches sort of looking to you to really mentor 
the new people coming in in basically every way possible? Yes, I think I think so, absolutely. Uh, and it's it's a sign of respect, I think, which I really appreciated. Um, but it's sometimes you just have to focus on not losing losing yourself, you know, because you want to extend yourself, you want to help other people, but at the same time, you also have to, uh, you know, keep your head and, and try your best to continue to grow and and be a sponge, you know, just try to, your best to absorb all that you can. And so, absolutely, I think coaches really look toward me. Um, I was a captain on that team for I think the last two, maybe three years. Um, so I definitely got looked to for some leadership uh, often, whether that was on the court or off, which I really appreciated because that 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 kind of when people rely on you in that way, that that's not just a basketball thing. That's that's an in life thing. And so, you know, with myself, I actually want to go into law enforcement once I'm done. Um, the things that I've learned in basketball, in terms of leadership skills and accountability and, and holding others accountable and things like that, responsibility, etc., um, those easily transition um, into the not only the field of law enforcement but just into everyday life. These are skills that every well-functioning adult should have, um, and I've been grateful to learn that through the game of basketball. What's made you want to go into law enforcement? I have a lot of family that's in law enforcement to begin with. I always have, and so since I was a little girl, actually, um, I've I've all I've known, I've always known. You know, I love basketball so much, but I do want to be a cop. I do want to be a detective eventually, a lieutenant, captain, sergeant, etc. Um, and so that's that's always been the end all be all for me. And so you know, as I make my way through school, basketball has always been the focus. Um, but in terms of academics, I've always geared my my schooling towards. Uh, law and law enforcement. Was Manhattan uh, a good school in terms of the offerings for that sort of stuff? They, it was. Yes, it was. Um, I really appreciated the sociology program, which I studied in, had, I would say, more law classes that I knew that I was signing up for, and it was a really good thing because, again, I wanted to, I was able to know, luckily, sometimes people come in and they don't really know what they want to do, you know, you're undecided or things like that, which is completely fine, uh, but when I entered college, I knew that I wanted to gear my academics to the field of law and law enforcement and so for me to be able to just hop in their sociology department which again has many many contacts through um, either the 50th precinct which is a precinct uh, not too far from the Hank College's campus I was able to take on so many learning opportunities there internship things just all, all kinds of you know work that I was able to do um, that I'm not sure I would have been able to do if I was anywhere else because I'm not sure that any you know any other school has a precinct so close that has so many alum that have been to that very school. So that's fascinating. I mean, yeah. like I'm learning I'm learning so much more about your yeah. character and stuff, and this is is, is really 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 fascinating. Yeah, it was um, great. To kind of just pivot back over to the the sporting aspect of this, yeah. one thing that I was noticing is that. In the MAC, Manhattan was exceptionally competitive. I mean, you're looking 2021, 22. You guys made it to the championship game. You consistent deep runs into like a playoff atmosphere. Yeah. Having taken part in games like that, knowing the expectations that come with a program like what we have here at URI, how do you feel like you can take the lessons from those playoff runs at Manhattan and translate them over to success here in Kingston? Well, this is a, a successful place to begin with. Um, so I'm, I'm coming into an atmosphere that's already um, based on success, so to speak. You know, I was at Manhattan trying my best. Uh, our teams were trying their best to get there, to get to the top. Like you said, we were very competitive. We were very um, challenging. But coming here, they've won. You know, this is a team that knows what, what championships and success feels like. And so, you know, as I step into this role, I have the knowledge of what it takes to get there as I've you know been able to be a part of teams that have really got to the championship game but we've never been able to finish at least for the years that I was there um so again coming to URI they've done it they've won the championship you know before last year and we're trying to do it again this year and so I you know I'm not looking to be on a team where we do the things that I've done at Manhattan which is get to the championship game and not get the job done um that's why I came here to to get the job done and to, to finally put a lid on that and so then you touched upon it a little bit before when you talked about after your final year in Manhattan, you had had that sort of discussion with your head coach and where he um, gave you the blessing to assess your options. But what truly drove you to want to continue looking further? Because you had obviously played the five years in Manhattan. You had dedicated five years of your life. And you clearly have some serious aspirations beyond college, beyond basketball. So, I mean, what was truly the driving force that made you want to continue? For the last two years, uh, like you mentioned before, we we fell short in the championship game. Um, we we made it there. We've done all the right things. Uh, one of those years was a very very successful year. We made it all the way, and we 
unfortunately lost in the championship the other one of those years it was not a great year but we still pulled it together we got to the championship game to the title game and we lost it and so um, coming to a place like URI once again they, they're winners they know how to put it together and so I was really looking for that and you know like you said my coach and I uh, at Manhattan we have a, a great relationship and so when she gave me the blessing you know obviously at her as a coach we had a really really tight relationship a really strong relationship a strong bond um, and she goes of course I don't want you to leave you know but as as a mother figure if you desire you know if, if you feel what we have here is not what you desire it's not what's getting the job done for you personally then you've you've got to you know be the strong independent woman that you are and, and look for a team or a place that can do that and I you know looking out there URI seemed like the place to be and so I was very happy when coach Reese and staff welcomed me um, because that's that's really my goal I want to be a winner I want to put it all together and at the end of the day if you don't do that nobody cares you know what, what matters is championship what, what matters is winning and so I, I came here to do that. And that's definitely a sentiment that's held by the entire coaching staff. I mean, the players obviously know, but as a journalist, when you go and talk to uh, coaches like like Coach Reese and Coach Shoniker, and you just you hear the energy, like yeah. in their voice, you hear the energy. You hear how excited they get when yeah. they talk about just talk about like say you joining the team, like the energy that Coach Reese brings to a press conference when she's <laughs> talking about like you and Tisha Hyman joining this program. I remember I had asked Coach Reese, I was like, are you comfortable with this team? How do you feel with this team? And she said, this is the first time in five to six years I have a team that plays my style of basketball yeah. completely. Yeah. And it's it's something that's so exciting to hear. As not even just a journalist, but as a fan. Like, this is the type of energy that you want your head coach to bring, especially after winning a, yeah. winning a, a regular season title. Like, yeah. it's you're you're not satisfied. You want to just you want to just keep going, and it's 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 something that I feel like that you de- it's a sentiment you obviously hold. It's you're never satisfied until the job is fully done, and then even then you want more. Yep. And uh, and so I mean, just like once you kind of have that frame of mind, you have that mindset, you get the blessing to leave, you hop in the transfer portal. How quick of a decision was it to come here? And or were there other schools in the mix? Just what what was that whole process like for you? It was. A whirlwind. It was unbelievable. Again, I, you know, I've never transferred before. I've had a lot of teammates um, in and out of Manhattan College who have, so they sort of gave me some advice before I went in there. Uh, and my one of my teammates before leaving, she said, "Listen, um, it's it's a lot." <laughs> so I didn't really know what she meant by that, but boy, was she right. Um, it was it was there was days where I was on the phone from when I woke up till until when I went to sleep. Um, my phone, you know, nonstop ringing, which is which is a good feeling, you know, because again, coming into college, I didn't have that. My phone was not ringing, you know, it was absolutely no noise about me. There was nobody who really wanted me, essentially. Um, and so, entering the portal and just seeing the amount of love that I was able to receive from coaches, again, I think it was just a sign of respect that I really appreciated. Um, and my wife, actually, I'm married. My wife, she's the best. I'm sure you'll see her at every game. Um, <laughs> I love you, honey. <laughs> um, but she actually made me an Excel sheet of, one, every school that's contacted me, but two, in certain colors. She color-coded it on the schools that I had really, really liked, the schools that I had the most amount of interest in, and then the schools that were sort of, you know, uh, they're all right. Um, in two different colors, in, in purple and yellow, I believe. And so there were a decent amount of schools, a decent amount of A-10 schools that reached out that I was appreciative for and appreciative of as I've had friends um, who've played on those teams in recent years, previous years Um, but the thing that really sold it for me for URI, like you said the energy, it's just, it's unmatched I mean, listen there are any coaches out there who need some advice in recruiting, I mean, Coach Reese you've got to hit her up because she just has this swag about her that's just like man I want to be a part of that like what's going on over there so um that's really what did it for me and not to mention you know I I wanted to come here all along you know I just got denied the first time and I should mention it was not by this coaching staff when coach Reese and this staff and coach Shoniker reached out I sort of said absolutely not you guys sort of gave up on me no no way I'm going there uh but it was a completely different staff yeah they (laughs) coach coach Reese and her staff I believe took over a year and a year, year and a half after it was, yeah. it was sort of, it was, yeah, it was yeah, after that. that. Sounds about right. Um, so yeah, brand new coaching staff, yeah. brand new energy, just brand new everything, brand new whole, everything. All, all new vibes for the women's <laughs> basketball team. But it's, it's so funny. Cause like when we were at the hoop fest, the hoop fest, we can all admit 
did not have as big of a crowd as some people would have hoped. I mean, yeah. it's just it's how it is. It's just sort of the environment right now, yeah. I mean, especially coming off of where the men's team were because the men the women's team is really starting to become a big attractor. But yep. it's still like the men's team is also a big one, yep. and a lot of a lot of people like hesitant with the men's yeah. team. It's yeah. a it's a big. There's a lot of change. Yep. There's, there's still a lot of change with the women's team, but with the success last year, absolutely different viewpoint. But so there weren't that many people, but it doesn't matter. You can have five people in the Ryan Center and Tammy Reese is screaming. She's screaming at you. Exactly. She's, like, she's got you fired up. <laughs> and it's 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 so awesome to see. And I mean, I have to imagine that she has she brings some of that energy to practice. You know what? She she not only brings it to practice, she brings it after practice, she brings it before practice, she brings it on the phone if she calls you. I mean, um, she's really just she's something else. And for me, another attractor for me, um, coming here was there's a difference between a coach who is a coach and they simply coach. That's what that's their job. But there's a difference between that coach who just has coached before, they never played, and a coach who's played, and specifically a coach who's played at your position. And so for me, coming in as a point guard, to have Coach Reese, who is so enthusiastic about that point guard position, because she was, she is a point guard, you know, so she, it's really, really nice to have her understand. She feels, she understands what I feel, she gets what I feel, and that's that's a really, really good thing to have a coach who understands you like that because, you know, I've been coached by a lot of people, and, again, there are coaches who have not played and they can't really relate. They just sort of see it from their perspective. And then there are coaches who are like, no, no, no. When I was a player, I understood this is what happened, and that's what happened, so I can relate to you. And she is someone who can relate to her players. Not only just a guard, she can relate to the post as well, um, but her being a guard is, is really it – was, it was a really good situation for me to come into. Instant, I ended up asking you this on media day, but this question has stuck with me so much because I feel like this is this is an underappreciated asset that people will look back on if you guys are as successful as people expect. Yeah. People are going to look back on this. You look at, oh, oh my god, oh my god, her name is slipping me. The uh, gra- the graduate, instead, uh, Emma Squires. Emma, Emma Squires. Emma, Emma. Oh my, Emma. I am <laughs> Emma. If you were listening to this, I am so sorry. I still love you, but um, Emma, graduating last year an integral part of that championship team last year, then coming back yeah. as a graduate assistant. I mean, we talked about this on Media Day. I had the chance to talk to Coach Reese about it yeah. on me, on during the Hoop Fest about how big of an impact she brings as someone who has most yeah. recently yeah. played as, as played as recently as last year. I mean, just kind of share with me again and share with everyone listening just how big of an impact it is to have someone who has been that fresh off the court now on the staff. Well, I tell you this, she's still on the court, all right, because she gives us buckets every day in practice. Um, so she's still very much on the court helping us out in practice. Um, but it's everything. That insight is very, very important because, like you said, this is someone who suited up how many months ago for this very team. She knows the ins and in the outs. Um, so she's very, very helpful. And, and like I said, she, she gives us buckets. So that's frustrating sometimes in practice. Um, but she's been integral to, to what we have done and to what's to come as well. And, I mean, she's – it's it's – Injecting that coaching staff with that even more of that young flair. It's a young coaching flair. staff already, yeah, that's a good word. and it's. It, I, I feel like that adds to the the vibe. That adds to the aura around this team because sure you see you see a lot of perennial programs where a lot of the coaching staff there's definitely a, a much greater disconnect in terms of age. Absolutely. But you look at this staff. No, no, no. A lot of younger faces. Yep. A lot of people that you can relate to. Absolutely, and it's important. Yeah. How big is that relation? It's 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 very big, um, and again, listen, it, it, coaches come in all shapes, sizes, ages. Um, but when you have someone who is almost the same age, it's, she's this we're the same age probably. Um, and then not only you know Emma, but the other coaches, Coach Shoniker, their spirit, Coach Reese, her spirit is twenty three. Her spirit is the same age as me, so it's it's a fun thing because what happens is you feel loose. You feel like, oh man, I don't need to be tense around my coach. She's she's chill. I have a very chill coach. I have someone who I can relate to. I have someone who understands me. Um, so it, it really it becomes an environment where you can sort of lay back a little a bit versus being so tense around your head coach. And I you know I know what that's like. You know, head coaches or any coaches for that matter. You definitely want to be on your best behavior for them. You've they've brought you here for a reason. You're very appreciative and grateful for them. Um, but I can say in terms of our coaching staff. It's, it's just like one big family. You know, everybody is super chill, so I'm grateful for that. And you have that sort of environment, but the expectations are still there. Oh, absolutely. And you talked about deciding on URI because you wanted to win, and it's a culture of winners. But as someone new coming into the fold, 
where you even said it yourself, where you've come that close to glory, but it's it not being able to attain it at that last at that last yeah. hurdle. Yeah. How do you manage the expectations of being that? Obviously, you're the new 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 girl on the block, but your experience. Yeah. You are you come in with a plethora of experience, a plethora of basketball knowledge. Coming into an environment where they're expected to win yeah. and win convincingly, how do you manage that? I don't. <laughs> I say it right now. I don't. I'm not worried about that. We're not worried as a group. We're not worried about anybody else's expectations. We get up. We we wake up. We put our right foot in front of our left. We work hard. We do it together, and that's that. The rest will take care of itself. We're not. We're not worried about. You know, even today, you know, we were picked. We got the news. Uh, we were picked first, which is amazing. We're so happy. Uh, but all that means is we've got the biggest target on our backs. We're not worried about where we're picked. We're not worried about preseason awards. We're not worried about things like that, expectations, you name it. It doesn't matter. When you have a group who is as hungry as this group, doesn't things like that don't matter. And so I'm here to tell you right now, we're not we're not worried about that. We're just going to work hard, which is all we can rely on that's that's really all we have to rely on um to propel us forward and the rest will take care of itself and that, that's the that's the perfect mindset but i always ask every player I ask i always want to get this outside of the team sphere as especially as someone new to the program do you yourself have any like personal aspirations that you want to achieve because you're going to be here for a year you want to make the most of it you want to yeah. be as successful as possible do you have like any personal aspirations that you want to achieve, like outside of the quintessential winning the championship and so on? Yes, I do, and it's written down all over my personal things and my phone and my apartment. Um, that's to help my team be as successful as I can, no matter what that looks like. And every day that is different. It looks different every day in practice. Some days I'm going to be that person that's just screaming, giving energy, giving lots of love, love taps, high five, jumping, jumping up and down, yelling crazy things, you know, just being that energy that I can, the Energizer Bunny. Um, other days it's being, trying to be more of a leader. Other days it's maybe being a little more quiet, but being a little more focused mentally, being more of a sponge, um, being a pick-me-up person. I don't, I don't care. Whatever that looks like, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to be. So, yeah, my goal for myself this season is to do whatever I can. If it's in my power, I want to do it um, to, to help my team be as successful as possible. It's so great, like, hearing these sort of things because prior to doing this, like, I obviously had spoken to Coach Reese about during all the different press <laughs> conferences stuff where she talks about her philosophy yeah. in terms of the transfer portal and the type of people she looks for. And when you, you don't just look for the best basketball player. No. You want to find people that will enhance the culture, enhance the team, and enhance everybody on a personal level. And you've got all those characteristics from, yeah. what, from, what, from what I'm gathering. Thank you. And it's, it, but it's just, it's so fascinating to see all of those actions and yeah. all of the stuff that she strives for being truly put into action. Like, I'm excited to meet Tisha. I figure that she is holds all of those characteristics and qualities as well. And I mean, just uh, another, uh, she's another um player that's successful at another school coming into an environment like this uh, what's it been like just sort of working with her knowing that the two of you are in a very similar situation both being very experienced transfers coming into this program it's <laughs> teachers uh she's very funny you'll see that when you meet her uh, whenever that may be um, I think Tisha keeps people laughing. She has a sense of humor about her that's that's unmatched, and I surely appreciate that. Sometimes I feel like I'm a, a bit too serious, and sometimes a lot of us on the team, we get so caught up in just wanting to be great, wanting to work hard, wanting to put our heads down to be the best we can be. Sometimes we need we need that. Sometimes we need to chill out a bit, and Tisha definitely brings uh, lots of good energy. She jokes all the time. She's full of full of laughter, so it's it's definitely been great working with her, and, and again, we're very similar. Um, the coaches I mean we're like you know how when you're younger I don't know if you have a you've had a sibling but man they mix our names up so bad <laughs> every single day <laughs> like teach D teach one of you so we're sort of just like oh man you know it happens a lot so we understand we're very we're very similar um and we've been we've been playing some really good basketball together and so we're just we're just focused on that you know and like you said managing the expectations just doing our best to, to play off one another and and just bring what we can to this program. And, I mean, it must help the adjustment, too. I mean, not that you really need to, like, truly adjust like crazy because, you, obviously, you're very mature. You've been around the block in terms of just how these sort of programs work and stuff. But just having someone else kind of in the trenches with you doing the same thing must really be helpful on the mental front as well because that's 
obviously the physical physical front is one thing, but the mental front that's you got to make sure that you're clear up there, especially ahead of the season too. Yeah, because the other three new people are freshmen. You know, so if it was just me or if it was just Tisha, we'd sort of be in, in that lone boat of okay, this is just a new transfer. You know, but there are, there are two of us, so we're not outnumbered. You know, and so and, and like you said three freshmen coming in, three freshman recruits. Have you kind of looked to them to try and help them adjust as you yourself are adjusting? Well, absolutely, but they help me. <laughs> um, yeah, I, sure, I look to them. Um, I'm sorry, they look to me, but I definitely look to them. I can say that for anybody on the team. Coach Reese has this this policy of, in my mind, I, tit- I title it the I don't care policy. You know, She doesn't care how old you are. She doesn't care you're great. No, nobody cares. You know, like you come in, you produce, you play hard, you're a leader, you're vocal. Those are all great attributes and characteristics to have. So nobody's going to say, well, she's a freshman. This team doesn't work that way. So I learned so much from Eva, uh, Big Soul, Never the Little, and um, <laughs> Katie. I learned so much from them uh, all the time. And they're also a very, very funny group. They're a very funny bunch, lots of jokes, um, especially Big Soul. Um, but yeah, we doesn't matter. You know, we're, it's not like they're freshmen; they need to be taught X, Y, and Z. We all do, you know, because at the end of the day, teaching are new as well. Um, so in 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 a way, we're all in the same boat in terms of learning. Um, but sure, we teach them as upperclassmen a lot, but they also are very knowledgeable and they're very advanced for for their age as well. It seems like that you, all of you, have just a sort of assimilated into this group flawlessly. I mean, my next question was really going to be like, how has it been, really, becoming sisters with these with these girls like you guys are all like you described it it's all one big family and it's like just coming into this obviously like you walked up here with sophie phillips sophie phillips has been on the show before i mean like you were probably like when when michaela reached out to you you probably wanted oh i've never met this guy before like this isn't this is definitely a new one but like even having someone on the team that's been in situations like this right now yep what's like how helpful is it just to have these people sort of mentor you in, or not mentor you, but just sort of ease you into like the URI lifestyle. It's it's been um, a difference maker. I think as soon as, like you said, Michaela reached out and talked about you um, in your your interview in your show, and I was of course honored. But the first thing that goes off is, you know, I don't know what is he like, what kind of questions will I be asked. So if he goes, I'm sorry, uh, yeah. So if, so if he goes, absolutely, I'll take you. Let me just. I'll walk you over. How about I drive with you over? And he's really chill, giving me the rundown on you. And I'm like, she's just that kind of person. You know, people are just, they just overextend themselves here. And it's just a really, really nice environment to be in because it's like, it's not so much of I, 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 me, me, me. It's like, I know Didi's going to go over there and talk about this team in a light that makes people just sort of turn their heads like, oh my God, I want to be a part of that, you know? And so it's, she's very selfless. I think that everybody on this team, uh, we have some really, really selfless people, which is, which is what you want. And it goes back to your point about Coach Reese not recruiting the best player, so to speak. She's recruiting the best person. And we have a lot of good people on this team. And so then in terms of just the, the change from Manhattan to URI, we've talked the basketball change, just like a cultural change what's the di- what's the difference has been like for you how have you adjusted to just sort of the campus life i mean you or i vastly different area than manhattan i yeah. mean you're you're close to the city you're close to that whole environment then you go out to rhode island really campus kind of in the middle of nowhere near the beach weather's a little bit a little bit nicer yeah. not by that much but a little bit yeah. um especially during the during the fall and the spring but and you'll experience that after the after the season next year but i mean Coast just forward what, yeah but what's the what's what's the adjustment period been like for you just as a student in general well i'm still going through it you know it's it's been fine so far because then you know i have people like sophie who come and get me and she's like okay you need to be over there, not over there, or your next meeting or whatever is in this building, not that building. Um, so it's I'm still adjusting definitely, but I, it's made such a difference having my teammates. Just they're so so selfless, and I appreciate that because this campus is pretty big. Um, Manhattan College is not big at all. It's a small Catholic Lasallian school, like you said, close to the city, but it's tiny. I mean, you run into the same people over and over and over again. And here, you know, if I make a right, you may not see me again until tomorrow. Um, and so it's re- it's really been cool having my teammates just help me out so much in terms of where I need to be. And like you said, there are so many more. There's so much more people here. Uh, also, we have a football team, which is great. Manhattan College should not have that. Um, so it's nice to see them and so you know, be in the training room with them. And 
I've just been liking it, uh, so to speak. I've just been liking it because it's just a new environment. It's a change in pace, and I, I'm one for changes, changings of pace. That's fantastic. I know the university really strives to do that, really strives to create a strong community where ath- athletes can just come in and feel welcome, yeah. feel assimilated. I spoke to the athletic director um, two weeks ago, and we were kind of touching upon this, where this, that's the community that they really strive to create through like investment and really trying to provide the best possible resources yeah. for students on campus. So it's really cool that as someone of your of someone of your age, your maturity, being able to come into an environment like this and really like sort of find yourself comfortable. It's 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 very neat to hear. I'm definitely I'm a little too comfortable. <laughs> well, there's there's truly nothing wrong with that. I feel like that's probably honestly best for the team. You're comfortable. You're not nervous about anything. You're able to play your basketball and do your thing. I feel like that's ideally what Coach Reese yeah. wants out of yeah. you. I'm in a good spot. And so completely changing over from basketball, this is a topic that I've really wanted to discuss when I first heard about you. You are 23 years old. I am. You are married. I'm, <laughs> I'm married. I'm actually the only player in our program. who I'm, I'm the only person in our program who is married. That is I, crazy. Yeah, I take great pride in that. I, yes, I met my wife at Manhattan College, which is another reason why I'm so grateful for that place. Always will be. Um, and she is awesome. She's a stay-at-home wife. That's just her title <laughs> right now. Um, we are blessed enough to be able to do that. Um, like I said, you'll see her at every game. She's just the sweetest person you will ever meet. She's Sometimes I tell her she's too sweet. It's like unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's just like overwhelmingly sweet. I'm like, man, where did you come from? Um, but she, she's awesome, and she really keeps me steady and, and humble and grounded, and she's just the best. How, how did you meet her? I met her at school. I met her in a kinesiology course because I had to take, I believe it was some elective. And now, you know, mind you, I take, I study law. I study law enforcement classes, police and society, you know, sociology classes, things of that nature, things that involve the law and law enforcement. And I needed an elective, however, of just something that was not that. (laughs) And so my academic advisor uh, recommends this kinesiology class for me. And I said, are you crazy? Absolutely. I don't even know what that means. No, no, there's no way I want to take that. Uh, I'll take another elective, please. And she goes, you know, I really think you'll enjoy this class, but I'll make you a deal. Um, if you don't like it, go through syllabus week, you know, the first week of school. If you do not like it, if you absolutely hate it, you know, the first class, um, come back to me and we'll talk. Uh, you got it. You know, I'll, I'll take you out. We'll give you something else before the week's over. Um, but if there's anything you find interesting at all, I want you to give it a chance. Sure enough, my wife sat in front of me, um, and I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to stay in this class. There we go. <laughs> Something interesting. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's, that, that's funny. That's, I feel like, I feel like you, you know the amount of people that can probably relate to that story? Definitely. Like, I find myself having to take a bunch of jet eds because I'm on the verge of finishing my major and finishing my minor for nice. ne- next semester. So I'm taking I'm going to be taking a number of jet eds. Uh, so who knows? Maybe I can meet my future wife in, maybe. My, in my next jet ed. <laughs> But, Best of luck. Yeah, thank you. But I mean, just like how how quickly does a relationship like that truly materialize? Because I mean, again, you're a college athlete. You're still very young. You've got a lot of these as- career aspirations beyond the sporting world, and then you decide to get married. I did. And then it's just like I'm, how how do you come to a de- how do you come to a decision like that? Uh, I mean, that was a decision that I had prayed for for as long as I've known how to pray. You know, I remember being little just saying, God, um, I would love it if you could place someone in my life who is kind, who's funny, who's a good person. And that's about it. That That's all I'd like, you know. So if, if that comes my way, I'll never lose it. Just please, just please grant me the opportunity to just meet someone that way. And I've, I'm not, no kidding. I've, I've asked for that from the good Lord for as long as, I don't know, the age you start asking for for a partner in life and so um once i met her i knew instantly like okay the wow this is she's everything that i've ever prayed for she's so kind she's amazing she's smart humble down to earth um and so we met when we were 18 and i'm now 23 and so we've been together for a couple of years and we just got married in may it's october we got married in may and that was after it felt like 10 years of being together. Um, it felt like we had known each other for a very, very long time. Um, we've been through a lot together. She, her, her mom actually passed away um, on Thanksgiving of last year. 
so that was definitely tough, you know, going through that. She had cancer, um, but her mom really was just another mother to me, you know. So just being able to embrace her, her warmth and her presence, uh, it was it was unbelievable to be around. And I got I got it. I was like, man, this is where this comes from, you know, because her mom was just the best person that I'd ever met. Um, and so you know, she been with me through tearing my ACL and just sitting with me through that redshirt year in the gym with me as I'm as I'm working to get better and things like that. Um, every internship opportunity, every job, every class, every course, every game, everything. I mean, the year I didn't play, this she came to every single game. I wasn't playing, but she was there because she she knew that that's what I believed in, and she wanted to be a part of that just because I did. Um, and so yeah, we we've been together since essentially our, our freshman years, and. We've been inseparable since. She's my absolute best friend. And again, you'll meet her. She's, she's, I'm not doing her justice right now in my explanation of her. She is awesome. That, that sounds like fate. That it's, sounds it's like, that sounds like destiny. I don't deserve this. I really don't. I'm very lucky. I go to an amazing school. I get to meet amazing people like you. I, I, I have no complaints. When people ask me how I am, I just beam ear from ear. You know, I, I'm great. I'm amazing. I'm blessed. Life is good. And I'm in a, I'm in a good situation. That's incredible. And I mean, just, when you get you decide to get married in May, you had probably you had already had the conversation with the coaches to transfer and everything, but like whole different conversation <laughs> having to talk to your wife saying, Hey, hold on, yeah. we've gotten married, but wait yeah. a second, I'm I'm going back to school. Yeah. Like, we're playing another we're playing another season of basketball. What I she seems exceptionally supportive and I have to imagine she was supportive of this decision, but what was that conversation like with her now that you guys were officially married? She loves she actually was not the biggest basketball fan before we got together. Not that she wasn't a big fan. She just didn't really, I guess, watch it often. But when we got together, you know, she's such an academic person. She's so intellectual in terms of anything she can read about, she will. And so basketball for her was so complex but so interesting because there's a thousand moving parts if you just look at a basketball game. And so she really wanted to just learn how the game worked and operates, the ins and the outs, foul calls, travels, you name it. Um, and so when I got to my last year at Manhattan, you know, we started talking about transferring. She was like, this is great. You know, like, absolutely. I get to see you play basketball some more. Like, this is awesome. So she, she was like, I, listen, I don't care if it's at the D3 level. I just want to watch you play basketball. I just want to watch basketball. So she was absolutely supportive. She was just my number one fan. She always is. Again, she comes to all the games. She's very supportive. She's actually, Sophie actually lent her. I think a book called The Inheritance not too long ago. So it's like, not only do I have great teammates, they have absolutely embraced my wife. And she's, I come around, if she's in the state, you know, because we live in Connecticut, she's talking to my teammates before I get there. You know, she's <laughs> talking to them about books and practice and whatnot before I even come in the room. Um, so it's just, it's just been a really, really nice, a nice thing. And she's been definitely super supportive. Well, for anybody listening that are possibly looking to get married or they've been married for years, it sounds like that's how you got to be. The, that sounds like the model partner yeah. right there. That's the, that's the excellence you should strive for. Absolutely. Um, instead, I mean, even going beyond that, you said you live in Connecticut. You guys live together. Do you own a house? We own a house. We that, oh, my God. Still, still <laughs> okay. College, college, sixth year. Sixth year. Sixth year college playing Division One basketball, mm-hmm. married, has a house, and then you said this to me. You have a horse. I have a horse. You have a horse. I'm telling you, I live a fairy tale. It's unbelievable. It's how, unbelievable. How, did you, how did you come about getting a horse? So actually, our my wife's dad, my dad. Which shout out to you. I love you, dad. His birthday was yesterday. Oh, happy birthday! Um, yeah, happy birthday. Um, his very good friend uh, Linda. She's had this friend that he's known for a lifetime. Uh, she basically knows someone who you know breeds horses and whatnot and so her horse is it's you know it's her horse his name is rossi and we are with him all the time we fell in love with him so now he's he's our boy um and so she's really just taught us the ins and the outs of what it means to be a horse owner what it means to to love an animal that is quite literally x amount of of you of your body weight like it's i'm not sure if, you, if you've ever been around a horse it is the most humbling thing they are huge and i feel so small around him but i'm like I'm the one in charge, so let me uh, figure out how to let you know that because, you know, they just have this sort of therapeutic nature about them. If they don't want to do something, they're not. They're I, In a way, they're sort of stubborn animals, but they're beautiful animals and they're very majestic. And again, I think that they have very, uh, very much healing souls and healing energy. And so, you know, just having him and just owning a horse has just been a really, really fun experience. But 
it takes a lot a lot of work and shout out to my wife she's she's with him now i'm pretty sure um she's there every day it's it's an everyday thing by the way mm-hmm. so when we're not home when she's not in connecticut it's it's definitely tough um but we we manage As, are you raising it just just to have are you raising it to race or just just a, a companion is what we say um i'm pretty sure my wife's looking to get one in another one in the spring after the season again just a companion to have it's the kind of person she is i'm sure she wants some chickens as well but I don't, i'm not a big fan of chickens um, i'm sure they're awesome they're awesome animals but i think the horse will do it and we also have a dog and two cats if you'll oh, believe there you go you got you got you have every you have every box checked yeah, over we there have, we have every, we have a good life that's that's fantastic yeah. i mean just like you seem like the model player that Tammy Reese is looking for. Like, the mold of who she wants is what I'm seeing right now. Well, she's and a model coach, so thank you. Yeah, and so I'm, I am I know, I for one, I have to imagine I speak for almost everybody that's a fan of URI women's <laughs> basketball that we are exceptionally excited. I think just media day yesterday yeah. got all of us extremely yeah, excited. Yeah. I think the, the expectations are going to be high. Yeah. I know I know that for a fact, but, I mean, they're, they're nothing – there, the expectations that we impose are ten times lower than what Coach Reese expects. So I feel like you guys are definitely up for the task. There. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely correct. And so, I mean, once again, Didi, this was an incredible experience. I have learned so much, <laughs> and this is just one. I'm now I have I'm able to look at this season through a bit of a different lens. I've now been able to speak to so many members of this team and have just gotten a view into just how this works how a championship program works and i'm now just so excited to watch you guys flourish it's going to be fantastic it is it is it's strap up it's going to be uh, a ride and so to everybody listening the women's basketball team kick off the season i believe it is next week on tuesday there no two weeks from now tuesday the 7th uh, versus Sacred Heart. They'll be the first game of the year. So if anybody is in the Rhode Island, Connecticut, Massachusetts area and wants to watch absolutely top quality women's basketball, Thomas M. Ryan Center at 6 p.m. Tuesday the 7th against Sacred Heart. But, Didi, I appreciate it endlessly, the fact that you were able to take some time to come speak with me today. And just, again, thank you for coming on and just thank you for choosing you or I um, oh. it, you've, you've, been, you've been here for a few months and I'm already just I'm already loving the fact that I've been able to meet someone like you this is just fantastic of co- thank you so much for having me Any, anything you need from me I'm here thank you so much thank you well everybody thank you for listening we will be back next week still going to sort out a guest going to try and find someone that could possibly top huh. this I don't really know I try <laughs> I strive for better and better every week but we're going to we might be plateauing out after <laughs> this one but um, again everybody thank you for watching and I will see you all next week.